Hey guys, my name is Lisa M. Waring and this is Real Talk, a podcast where I discuss movies and TV more extensively and how art imitates life, imitates art. November's theme is movies where food is the main theme and I've got some delicious options planned. Plus, later on this month, you guys get to pick one of the foodie movies that I plan to be watching. So keep a lookout for that. Today, I'm taking a look at the 2007 scrumptious comedy drama, Waitress, starring Carrie Russell. It is available on Amazon Prime. Spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. We have close-ups of delicious, bright ingredients being made for pies, strawberries, and creams. It's making me hungry. I don't appreciate that. Jenna, a waitress, is in the kitchen just making some fudge, looking happy and at ease. But then her piece gets broken when her two friends, also waitresses, Becky and Dawn, come in. And they're like, time to take that pregnancy test, girl. <laughs> the three of them are praying that Jenna's not pregnant. I don't want no trouble. I just want to make pies. That's all I want to do, make pies. I thought you weren't sleeping with your husband no more. He got her drunk one night. I should never drink. I do stupid things when I drink, like sleep with my husband. Sounds like a happy marriage. Jenna is definitely pregnant. She takes a moment, closes her eyes, and starts inventing a new pie called I Don't Want Earl's Baby Pie. Or in this case, Bad Baby Pie. She starts rattling off the ingredients. And as she's doing that on screen, you have a bird's eye view shot of the pie being made with her hands. It's very cool. I'm sorry, girl. Two lines means you have a life growing inside of you. It's the end of the day, and Jenna, Becky, and Don are sitting outside of the diner, which is a nice, homely-looking, charming place. And they're talking about the situations. Don is single and lonely, and Becky is married to... In their words, a husband who was invalid, he is not all there mentally and physically. Even with that being the case, both Becky and Dawn would never switch places with Jenna. Her husband is terrible. How bad could this guy be? Then we meet Earl. And within 30 seconds, you realize why Jenna wants to get away. First, he rolls in honking the horn over and over again. Like they don't see each other already. She's literally right there. Kind of a dick move. Turns out he's a self-centered man-child who takes all her money. Doesn't even ask her how she's doing, but literally tells her to ask him how his day went. He literally waits for her to ask him, and then he starts rattling on about work. Jenna zones out. I kind of did too. As she's zoning out and thinking, we hear her voiceover of her inventing yet another pie. I hate my husband pie. He is not winning me over either, girl. She starts listing off the ingredients, and just like before on screen, we get that above bird's eye view shot of the pie being made, and then Earl snaps her out of it. She's not paying any attention to him. He makes her apologize and promise to make sure that she pays attention to everything he says so she can repeat it back verbatim whenever he wants. Okay. Jenna wants the money to enter a pie baking contest. And surprise, surprise, Earl's answer is no. And when she mentions the prize money, Earl kind of gets a little upset. Why do you need money? Don't I take care of you? How did she end up with this guy? Jenna's basically like, yeah, you're right. You take good care of me. And you can clearly see that she has just been conditioned to 
go with the flow and just agree with him to avoid any tantrums or issues. That night, we see Jenna wake up, get out of bed, sneak off, and put some money under the couch. Oh, okay. So she has been holding out on him. Jenna goes to see her doctor with a marshmallow mermaid pie that she made for her. I'm real jealous. I want to taste that marshmallow mermaid pie. It looks so good. Where can I find this place? Are there pie places like this? If there are, guys, tell me where to go. I will try to get there. I am in the South. <laughs> Unfortunately, her usual doctor is semi-retired now. And a new junior male doctor, Dr. Pomodor, has replaced her. He confirms, yes, ma'am, you indeed are pregnant. Jenna makes it very clear that she's having the baby, but she is not happy about it. So don't be smiling and congratulating. No positivity. Way to set the tone. Their first meeting is pretty awkward, but it's more so because of Dr. Pomodor. He's kind of like quirky. Not quirky. That's not the right word, but he's awkward. Jenna gets into work where the manager slash fry cook, Cal, starts giving her a hard time for being five minutes late. Cal, the bus was late, so I'm late. And Cal's like, why doesn't your husband just get you a car? Jenna's response, because he don't want me going nowhere. She really is trapped. Jenna goes to serve one of her customers, and you see it's an older gentleman named Joe, which he is the owner of the diner, Joe's Diner. He's clearly a stickler, but you like him anyway. Maybe because it's Matlock. Some of you young people may not get that reference. My apologies. Excuse me, I feel like I'm going to be sick. Joe figures out pretty quickly that Jenna's prego. But Jenna tells him to keep on the hush-hush. She does not want Cal giving her the hard time. Don, Becky, and Jenna start talking about the pie contest, which Jenna is trying to enter without Earl's knowledge. Her friends suggest that Jenna use the prize money to open up her own pie shop. That would really be something. But for Jenna, that's not her reality. Back to work. Jenna and Earl are sitting on the couch, and all you see is Earl begging. Please, 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 please. It's pretty funny. Jenna eventually gives in begrudgingly. Man, it just, it's so awkward. The whole scene is awkward. Earl asks her how was it or was it good? And Jenna's deadpan delivery, absolutely wonderful. It's so funny. The next day we see a man named Ogie arrive to the diner with flowers for Dawn. Now, if you don't remember, Dawn is the waitress friend who is the single one who is lonely. So apparently she went on a date with this guy the night before and realized, oh, this is not the guy for me. Dawn rejects him, says, no, uh, I don't want to date you. I'm not interested. But my man Ogie is persistent. I don't care. I'm going to visit you every day. I'm going to marry you. Okay, that's my attempting to be Southern accent. So, sorry. I live in the South, but I don't have the South twang. Basically, he won't take no for an answer. But not in a scary, psycho killer way. More like Steve Urkel from Family Matters. He's planning on wearing her down. I am totally dating myself with these references, so I am so sorry again to younger people who aren't getting them. Put your questions in the comments and I will answer them. We could, we could talk about it. Jenna calls Dr. Pomodor and tells him she's been getting some spotting. He has her come in the next day. She brings him some peach tarts that she made. Oh my God. Why does everything in this film have to look so yummy? He told her it's normal, no problems. Huh? He could have said that over the phone. Jenna gets mad. He made her waste her whole morning. She wants a new doctor. Then she starts kissing him. 
Then she stops and she goes, no, this is wrong. We're both married. Jenna sits outside the diner with her eyes closed, inventing a new pie named... Earl murders me because I'm having an affair pie. You smash blackberries and raspberries into a chocolate crust. Old Joe, the owner, walks up, sees the smudged lipstick on her face and tells her when she's done with her indiscretions, she can come serve him. Jenna lets him know that she doesn't think he's as mean as he pretends to be. Joe gives her a little smile. Okay. Jenna feels no affection for the baby. She eats right. She takes her vitamins. Does what she's supposed to be doing. But there is no feeling for the baby. No affection. Jenna is in a low place. Jenna doesn't hate her baby. She's just so miserable in her life. She can't fathom the possibility of bringing a baby into it. I think that's why Jenna decides to pack up her stuff and leave. Unfortunately, while she's sitting at the bus stop, Earl pulls up, honking the horn over and over again. We see you, okay? We see you. I don't know how he knew, but he knew. He demands to know where she's going. Nowhere, Earl. Then this dude slaps her and puts her in the car. He's violent too? What? Throw the whole man away. Earl starts pushing her head, pushing her face. Jenna panics. And confesses that she's pregnant. At home, she's serving Earl a pie she just made. And he tells her, you're not doing the contest. You're not going nowhere. And he makes her promise that she won't love the baby more than him. No, 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 no. He makes her repeat it verbatim. I promise I will not love the baby more than I love you, Earl. It's been a month. And Jenna goes back to see Dr. Pomodoro for her an ultrasound. They try to keep it professional. Try to forget what happened. But there is too much tension. And they start making out. They decide to make plans to meet back up on Friday. And for the first time in this whole movie, we see a real smile from Jenna. She has something to look forward to. Something she's happy about. They start an affair. A hot and steamy one. And Don starts dating Ogie. You know, the gentleman slash stalker that came to the restaurant with the flowers the one she didn't want to date i guess uh he grew on her everyone is getting lucky speaking of jenna catches becky and cal the fry cook making out in the kitchen she gets becky alone in the bathroom and starts scolding her becky's married cal is married this is wrong then such is life Dr. Pomler decides to visit her diner that day. And Jenna feels the crushing weight of hypocrisy. She tells Dr. Pomler, we got to end this. I'm tired of being a bad person. And she's done, I think. Dr. Pomler leaves. Jenna is upset. And she goes to Cal, who she just caught cheating on his wife, and asks him if he's a happy man. He gives her... An honest answer. Happy enough. I don't expect much. I don't give much. I don't get much. I generally enjoy whatever comes up. The next day, Jenna is home from work and Dr. Pomodor waits for Earl to leave and then visits her. Bold move, doctor. She lets him in and he notices how sad she is. And he pulls her into a hug and just holds her. Then they go into the kitchen later and she teaches him how to bake a pie. 
I thought Earl was going to come home and catch both of them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen. As the days pass by, they start having deep conversations about Jenna's life and challenges. And Jenna feels so good having someone to talk to. Dr. Pomodor isn't just someone she's having an affair with. He's become a friend who she can confide in. Dr. Pomodor gives Jenna a gold pie pan as a gift. Jenna is in tears as he admits to her he's falling in love with her. It would all be so beautiful. If they weren't both married. Speaking of, Dawn and Ogie get married at the diner. And of course, Becky and Cal and Jenna, even old Joe are there. After the ceremony, they have a reception. Joe and Jenna are dancing. It's kind of like a father-daughter dance. It's very cute. Joe starts talking to her about how life is short. It's never too late to start fresh. And of course, this nice moment has to be disrupted. We hear repeated honking outside. Jenna's heart drops. Mine too. Why is he showing up? Earl crashes the party and tells Jenna to get in the car. Everyone looks on in horror, including old Joe, who's like, oof, you do have a terrible husband. Jenna's been telling him how she has a horrible husband. Now he believes her. Jenna goes home where apparently Earl has found all of the hidden money she had all over the house. He starts yelling and crying and Jenna lies and says it was a surprise for the baby what she really was going to do was use that money to enter the pie contest win it get the prize money and run away instead you watch as earl takes all her money they buy some a crib and some things for the baby and then he buys a video camera with the rest of it and you mourn with jenna as you see her chance at a new life slip away that she's been planning for so long Jenna goes to the Dr. Pomodor and she's like, let's just run away. Great plan. Except her water breaks. Jenna is rushed to the hospital. And she's in bed when Earl shows up. Jenna's clear instructions to Dr. Pomodor. She wants the maximum amount of drugs that are legally allowed to be given. I'm not able to relate. I was high risk for my pregnancies and Basically, my kids all came early. There was never any time for drugs. Yeah. Old Joe was also at the hospital getting surgery. He leaves his room and comes to visit Jenna. He gives her a card and tells her to open it up later and then goes in for her surgery. Jenna gives birth to a baby girl, but it's exhausting and she looks spent. She also looks upset. Then the nurse gives her her baby. And all those negative feelings melt away instantly. Her daughter captures her heart and she loves her baby. No one else exists in that moment. Then here comes Earl. You remember what I said? No, you go loving that baby too much. What is your problem? Then it turns to him and says, I don't love you, Earl. I haven't loved you for years. I want a divorce. Yes. Yes. Earl won't take too kindly to that. He gets mad. But you don't hear anything he says or nothing. And neither does Jenna. All she does is looking at her little baby girl. Her eyes never leave her baby's face. As Earl is physically removed by three or four doctors and nurses. Jenna names her daughter Lulu. Pretty. Earl refuses to pay the hospital bills, so Jenna has to leave. Are we surprised? Becky and Dawn arrive to come help. 
they've also got bad news. Joe went into a coma and he's not coming out. Jenna remembers the card and she opens it. Joe left her a drawing he sketched of her. A note that says to my only friend, start fresh. And a check for a boatload of money. On her way out, Jenna breaks up with Dr. Pometer. For good this time. She enters the pie contest with her baby strapped to her chest and wins. It's a few years later and Jenna is in the kitchen of the diner making a pie while holding Lulu, who is now two or three years old. The uniforms and diner have been upgraded and infused with color. We see a table full of colorful pies and the place is packed with customers. Jenna and Lulu leave for the day and we see that the place has now been renamed Lulu's Pies. Roll credits. My thoughts? I watched this movie for the first time years ago and I don't remember crying this much. Maybe I'm just an old sap now. I love this movie. The vivid colors and the pie making scenes were so appealing. And the characters and all their flaws and messiness are likable. There's also a Broadway show, Waitress, started in 2016 that is based on this movie. I haven't seen it for myself, but I would definitely watch a Broadway play of this movie. I want to take a moment to talk about the tragedy of Adrienne Shelley. She was the writer and director of this film. She also played Dawn, one of the waitresses, the one that gets married in the diner. And the little girl that plays Lulu at the end is her real life daughter. I won't go too into that, but Adrian was on the cusp of blowing up when this movie came out. Her indie film has started to win awards, but before it was officially released, she was murdered. It's actually a documentary that was released on HBO back in 2021. It was produced by her husband. I haven't watched it yet because I kind of get emotional just thinking about it. As one artist, mother, and wife to another, the senselessness of her death, it's a lot. Let's move on before I tear up. Earl is so abusive and horrible that you don't condone Jenna's cheating. You just understand that she is a defeated, broken person. His controlling and smothering have suffocated the life out of her. Even how they sleep. He keeps his arm around her neck. He's all over her, like not letting you go, not even in your sleep. And he treats her like a child. He patronizes her, makes her repeat everything he says all the time. Honestly, I know he was taking all her money, but I'm surprised he even let her have a job. That said, Earl also has some of the dumbest and funniest lines in this movie. You don't listen to me. This dude was so insecure, it was crazy. Except for Earl, no one is really all bad or all good. Cal, the fry cook, who's always getting on the girls about get back to work, get back to work, and of course, you know, cheat on his wife. When Jenna tells him that she's pregnant, he's like, okay, as long as you can still work, I don't care. Jenna had been worried about getting fired, so she had kept the pregnancy from him until it was pretty obvious that she was pregnant. Firstly, Cal already knew. He's not dumb, but he was never going to fire her over this. And that's when you realize, okay, he's not that bad. <laughs> But that's more of a big deal than you guys realize because I know that the landscape of work is ever changing. But there was a time where getting pregnant could mean no promotion or getting let go. And then look at old Joe, the owner, Matlock. No one else ever wanted to deal with him or take his order except for Jenna. 
He was very specific and particular. I want the singing tuna fish casserole, no pickle on the plate, well done Frenchy fries with melted Swiss cheese and gravy on their own plate. Jenna was able to see beneath the surface. He is not a mean King Dakers old man, but perhaps his note is correct. She's the only one that bothered to look. So to everyone else, he's just an old goat. Joe serves as a father figure for Jenna and even tells her that he sees her as more than just a waitress. She can do great things. And that he not only spoke it, he helped to facilitate it. Jenna never complained about her job. She loved her job and she loved her co-workers. They were more like friends and family to her. And they all bonded over their situations. As a matter of fact, the only time that Jenna is seen as happy or at peace throughout the film is when she is making pie. That is her safe space. That is it's not only her passion, but it's her love. And she infuses herself into her pies, literally. Because outside of her work, she's miserable with her life and how things are going. And her situations and her moods dictate what pies she's going to invent and what she's going to name them. I wrote down all the pies in the movie. I love the clever way that the movie uses the names of the pies and the ingredients to kind of help tell the story and the mood and set the tone. So let's get into it, let's see. So we start with, as mentioned, bad baby pie, which was a quiche of egg and brioche cheese with a smoked ham cheddar. Then there was I hate my husband pie, Bittersweet chocolate into a pudding drowned in caramel. It actually sounds really good. <laughs> Marshmallow mermaid pie. Falling in love chocolate mousse pie. Baby screaming its head off in the middle of the night and ruining my life pie. And that one's a New York style cheesecake with brandy brush, pecans, and nutmeg. So some of these don't have descriptions because they were just mentioned in name only. Um, but the, even the name kind of kind of told you what was going on with the story, which I thought was so was so interesting. I love how they use the element um, in this. So as you can see that she's worried about the baby coming out and being a terror. Then you've got Earl murders me because I'm having an affair pie. Smash blackberries and raspberries into a chocolate crust. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she, she didn't finish making that one. Um, I can't have no affair because it's wrong and I don't want Earl to kill me pie. Hold the banana. Spanish dancer pie. With potato crust, naughty pecan pie, which you already know that was uh, during her affair. Strawberry chocolate oasis pie. Pregnant, miserable, self-pitying loser pie. Lumpy oatmeal with fruitcake smashed in flambe. I believe this is the one, I, I think this is when her, her, her mood is the worst, is the lowest it's been. It's, I think it's after Earl found the money. Lonely Chicago pie car radio pie, and Jenna's first kiss pie. Now those were callbacks to when she was younger, when she was making, she used to make pies with her mother, and that's where the love for it came, that's how they bonded. It doesn't really mention Jenna's father in this movie. Joe kind of serves as a surrogate. Jenna's love for pie making came from her mother and them making pies together. So it's very fitting at the end to see that she's carrying that tradition on with her daughter, Lulu. When Jenna breaks up with Dr. Pomodoro, officially for the final time she hands him a pre-packaged moon pie this is a fitting end this is the first time that she's handed him something that she didn't make herself and it symbolizes the fact that he no longer has access to any of her goodies, My goodies. it was a peaceful breakup i like how it was done 
throughout the whole movie, Jenna is talking about just running away, getting money, leaving him. Confrontation was never part of her plan. And ironically, the baby that she thought would trap her set Jenna free and gave her the strength and confidence to be up front with Earl and leave him. I'd love to chat more about this movie. So hit me up in the comment section and let's talk about it. Next week, I'm checking out the 2022 comedy thriller, The Menu. So if you haven't already seen it, now's the time. If you enjoyed hanging out with me today, please hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can always be in the loop of what's going on. We're also on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Links are in the description. Later!